So, bleak tests. That kind of leads me to <laughs> performance. Yes. Because okay. I think the other phase, when you mentioned, you know, what, what exercise mean to us, in my 20s and 30s, probably a little bit of my 40s, um, performance was actually quite a quite a big big thing okay you know numbers hmm. meant a lot um you know whether that was um you know riding distances quicker than than i had hmm. whether it was um you know racing mountain bikes uh in my 20s and 30s but but it was i think performance meant a lot then um and i i wondered if is that was that the same for you with bleep tests? Welcome to Midlife Athlete Podcast. This is the um, the first proper real episode, uh, and um, uh, hosts Jason Smith and uh, my good friend Greg. Hello, Greg. How are you? Very well, thanks, mate. How are you? Happy birthday! Thank you very much. This is very timely, isn't it? It is very timely. It's the how, big how, five zero. Five zero. How do you feel? Like seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> my Achilles probably feels like 75 still grumbling no actually it's bizarre because I I actually f- don't feel much different really than I don't know late yesterday. 20s yesterday 30s <laughs> um so it's kind of it's yeah it's kind of it's kind of a bit odd really you kind of think when you get to 50 that maybe you're supposed to feel um yeah I don't know somewhat older or somewhat different but but actually i don't really feel much different no which which yeah which kind of i think leads on quite nicely into why we're doing this podcast series really Absolutely, yeah um you know because there's lots of us at this age doing lots of different endurance stuff yeah well it, thinking about this a lot and i'm trying to work out um in my head, you know, what I've been doing over the years and, and what's led me to this point about why exercise is so, is so important to me. Um, but really to point out to, to listeners that we're not, the two of us aren't trying to tell you how to do it or you should be doing it or when you should be doing it. We're just going to try and talk and, and um, educate ourselves as well as hopefully the listeners um, about um what we do and why we do it uh, and how we do it and so we can do a bit better and be a bit healthier um and it's also just nice to know a bit more about stuff that you're doing without just trudging through things and getting bored by it we can actually try and add a bit of uh insight which can make things a bit more interesting yeah i think and and share some experiences and i know certainly from my perspective um you know i'm pretty much a cyclist um doing some running as well but it'd be nice to to get some insights from athletes from other sports that um or uh, other activities that you wouldn't necessarily do yourself so mm. that would be really cool yeah well we're going to be talking to uh your mate paul aren't we 
who's a is a age age uh, GB triathlete. Yep, and um, we've got uh, Professor Andrew Jones mm-hmm. coming up. Scott, who's um, Andrew Scott. Oh, no. Andrew Jones, no, the different one. Yes, yeah, we've got two different Andrew. one, two, different two, one. Two professors. Two, two professors. No, no less. <laughs> yeah, no, Andrew, Professor Andrew Jones is is really interesting guy in that um, he uh, is a professor at Exeter University, but he's worked a lot with endurance runners. So he he worked a lot with uh, Paula Radcliffe, yeah. um, and he was involved in the Nike Breaking Two uh, project as well. So he knows That's an awful breaking lot the two hour running. marathon. Breaking the two-hour marathon. So it was the first one before the second Ineos attempt. Yeah, okay. And we have got Andrew Scott. Yeah, we've got Andrew Scott, Professor of Economics at the London Business School. He's going to be talking to us uh, later in December about longevity, about why and how we're living longer and how we can make the most of it, which is uh, which is part of what we sort of why, why we do what we do, <laughs> which is exercise, um, which is which is – a nice little segue into what our little chat today. Yeah, it's I, I when you raised the subject, I kind of made me think about why I do exercise. But I think for me, it's changed over the yes. years. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think when I started exercising as a kid, I think predominantly it was about freedom. Mm. It was you know being able to get on my bike and ride for you know, a whole day. And that just gave me a sense of, of, of freedom. Um, and I think, you know, social kind of hanging out with your, hanging out with your mates as it were. Mm, mm. Well, I, I know that, um, you know, teaching my two kids to ride their bike, um, it's not just about cycling this whole podcast, but just what you talk about freedom with, with riding, riding a bike is that teaching. So my eldest, it was that it was it was over a few days in the in, in a summer many years ago, and it got to the point where she she I was holding on to her as she was, as she was trying to find her balance, and eventually she she sort of got it, then lost it a bit. And I went to help her, and she just stuck her hand out. I went, "No, <laughs> like, I've got this," you know. And it suddenly I realized that it was one of those little strings that attached to the parent where. She learns this and she learns, she gets a little bit of freedom. She gets some freedom to, to travel further, both metaphorically and physically, away from, from the nest as such. And reading gives you that as well. That's a freedom away from relying on your parents to, to, to read things out to you or whatever. You can actually learn to, to, to learn for yourself. And, and with, with cycling particularly, it was that, that moment where she went, no, I've got, I've got this really sort of struck a chord with me in terms of wow yeah that 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 sense of freedom you, you obviously learned that she was her daddy's daughter as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well her dad would have sworn <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. No, no, I, I think that's true they're, they're, you're right i mean we uh, this podcast isn't all about cycling but i think but i think when you're when you're small and you learn to ride a bike there's something about a bike as a mode of transport and um it does give you a sense of freedom and uh so 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 for me when i i started exercise it was all it was really all about freedom and and socializing i think uh, and you yeah well the socializing side of it massively but i was i was thinking you know what what we call exercise now what i call exercise now is very structured and it's within a sort tends to be within a time frame and and whereas when you're a child, it's all spontaneous. 
you know, uh, exercise was called I'll race you to the goalposts and back. It was British Bulldogs or, you know, um, a game of a game of football in, in the park or, you know, jumpers for goalposts, the, the comedy cliche. But um, it was the spontaneity of movement with when you look at children, they just run because they, they, they want to run and they want to, they love running. They love the, the, the movement. And it's just, that's, a, that's quite joyous to watch. Um, but as we get older, we, we, we realize that, you know, we have to, well, we have other constraints put upon us. And so be, time begins to become crunched for us and we have to carve out time to, to exercise. Um, and you, uh, and I suppose it, bec- it becomes less freedom and, and more. Um, I've got to, I've got to wedge this into to, to my life, which is why, you know, when you you had your bike ride this morning, your 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 fifty your fiftieth birthday present, off for a bike ride, fifty kilometres, and it was just go out because you've got the time to do it, and it's just a, a lovely thing to do. Yeah, I did fifty kilometres, so fifty on fifty. Yeah. I didn't plan to do that though. I must admit, I I was I got I don't know maybe we were halfway round, and then I suddenly thought, this is probably going to work out to be fifty kilometres. <laughs> uh, so so, so I then just took a, a little deviation just to make sure that it was fifty kilometres. Mm. It's quite nice, fifty on fifty. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, so, how did um, how do you how did you know you you played a lot of rugby so i imagine when you know when you were moving into your kind of early adult life um sport and exercise was very much probably a, a, a big social thing for you wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah so i i well certainly at school uh, rugby was the it was, it was mainly a rugby school and then um there's, there's i did a bit of swimming as well i used to do swim a lot when i was a kid um at, at various um clubs um then rugby really became a big part of my life for 20, 30 years um, in terms of playing. So I played mini rugby, London Welsh in the 70s um, when it was good to be Welsh uh, <laughs> with, uh, with rugby. Not so much these days. Um, but We've uh, only lost six games. Oh, yeah. oh come on. Come on. <laughs> but um, but then going into school, um, so uh, mid, um, uh, when I was 13, um, then it was it was fifteen aside, and really, so I've just found my the sport I loved most. Um, I enjoyed cricket, um, but it's like I, I'm a, I wasn't a very good batsman, and I, I like I was okay bowling. Then games took eight hours. It's like oh come on, really? <laughs> so, but rugby was um, short, sharp, and brutal, um, and I quite like that. That's how I tend to approach my my training is just short and sharp. <laughs> um, and it, has, has that changed at all for you? <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Because because um, I suppose with rugby uh, in, at guys guys hospital, um, it was the the win or lose. We we, we socialised quite hard, so we uh, we we were, we were, we punched above our weight in terms of as a side. We were quite small, um, but we uh, we had some very talented players. Not necessarily me being one of them, but um, it was it was just a fantastic environment in which to tr- play. And, and I and when I trained, it was all so that I could play, uh, but maybe play a bit better. I, I understood even then that that fitness. If you were fitter, you were le- probably less likely to get injured. You could survive. You could last the game. You could contribute to the game. You could contribute to the team. And as as a result, 
um, I, I worked quite hard on my fitness levels. And, um, but also I, I'm, I actually quite liked the fitness side of things, you know, a bleep test. I actually quite looked forward to in a masochistic sort of way. Um, but, uh, but I like I lo- the, the rugby side of things was good because you never ran more than 100 meters in one go. I've never been a long distance runner. Um, mm. Well, that's a good. Um, we're going to take a, a, a short break and then um, we'll come back and then we're going to move into the other phases of what exercise means to us. Midlife Athlete Podcast is supported by Health and Fitness Solutions. Health and Fitness Solutions is a well-established and highly respected provider of physiotherapy and podiatry services based in the City of London and Harley Street. We take pride in being able to offer a wealth of experience and expertise in dealing with a wide range of muscular skeletal conditions, from acute sprained ankles through to the more complex and long-standing issues that have failed with treatment elsewhere. We are dedicated to getting you better. For a full list of the services we offer, visit our website, hfs-clinics.co.uk. So, bleep tests. That kind of leads me to (laughs) performance. Yes. Because I think the other phase, when you mentioned, you know, what – what exercise mean to us in my twenties and thirties, probably a little bit of my forties, um, performance was actually quite a, quite a big, big thing. You know, numbers Mm. meant a lot. Um, you know, whether that was, um, you know, riding distances quicker than, than I had, Mm. whether it was, um, you know, racing mountain bikes, uh, in my twenties and thirties, but, but it was, I think performance meant a lot then. Um, and I, I wondered if, is that, was that the same for you with bleep tests? Uh, well, no, I I used, I used the bleep test just purely something which is objective. Um, and for me it was, we did it purely just as a, uh, well, our coach at the time said, let's do it just to see where we are. And and it was literally a last man standing, and I and I wanted to be the last man standing, um, or or falling over and vomiting, um, whichever came first. But um, but with with cycling, there's more. The data is it's easier to compile and easier to look at. With rugby, it, there was none of the, the the metrics that they have now. It was just how fast is who, who who's the fastest, and how long can you run around for. And uh, okay, you can do more press ups or you can scrummage a bit harder. But for us, rug training was all about yeah, we'll do some fitness, but it's like throw the ball around and then on Saturday turn up and play. And sometimes it worked really well, <laughs> and we were we did well. And other times it's like oh god, we just a shower of idiots um, running around and not really knowing what we're doing. So it was um, so data as it is, as, a, as, I, as I'm looking at it now, um, I'm able to look at it now, it just didn't really exist then. It was just a case of you turn up, you do your training, and then you, then you play your rugby on a Saturday. And so what is, what, how, have you, how have you evolved? What, is, what does exercise mean to you now as, you know, a 50-something? 
Primarily, it's just through work. I mean, I, I, I as I've tried, as I'm almost thirty years now as a physio, and and you're dealing with people's okay, you're dealing with pain, um, musculoskeletal pain, but it's it, it impacts their health, their well-being, etc. But for me, it's it, it's about understand as I've understood as I understand the body more, I realize how important it is to stay healthy, and that you can that the exercise is. Whilst it's a relatively modern uh, uh, thing uh, that, that has become commercialized and industrialized and medicalized, the medicalized bit being it's a good thing, um, I have found that uh, I'm just more interested in, in trying to maintain my health. I, I enjoy it. I've always enjoyed being fit. Uh, I, I say I enjoy the short, sharp stuff. I like, I like hit training. I like strength, weight training stuff. It allows me to go on a long bike ride if I wanted to, but going for a, for runs and stuff not really my 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 strong point. But being able to to exercise and feel strong and because I feel my age, I do feel my age. I, I can hear my knees when I come downstairs. I couldn't do that before. Uh, I can yeah. I make I make noises when I bend over and pick things up. Yeah. I'm, no less less about those noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but groaning as I do as I do my shoelaces up, and uh, (laughs) and I'm thinking, oh god, yeah, I'm getting a bit older, but I'm trying to stay as healthy as I can, as fit as I can. A because I enjoy it, but B just also because I'm quite interested in it, and 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 it applies to my to my job. I I can try and apply what I'm learning about myself to my clients. Yeah, I I think for me, uh, when I'm reflecting on it. Exercise now is not is not it's not a it's not a, you know it's not about performance for me now it's 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 it is about I think um, I think it, for me it's good for the soul mm. I, you know I, it's it's I I find it it it's become part of me it becomes it's an intrinsic part of me that I need to go out and do a run mm. or, or or do a ride yeah and I know that I feel better as a result of it and I, I'm sure there you know there are chemical processes going on and we'll mm. talk to some some um experts who who will tell us all about those those that chemical process mm. um but but it's very much around um a philosophy I think now rather than performance mm. um but you know when we'll interview in the next episode um paul o'keefe who's a who's an age group uh gb triathlete performance is still going to be like you know i guess we'll mm. find out number one for for, mm. for people like him yeah well the thing is that, i mean i well, I've, i do I, when i do some cycling it's i've got a garmin and i track my speed over a certain distance and i look at heart rate and and you know so the, the metrics are there but and, and it's and it's interesting to look at, and and cycling lends itself to the data so brilliantly. Um, but when it comes to actually using that data, I don't actually apply myself that much. But that's where someone like you, who's a cycle coach, would be able to step in and go right. This is where this is what the data tells me, and this is where you need to go with the uh, with your training. To but interestingly, I'm using less data myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I find it quite refreshing to just go out without my heart rate monitor on mm. um, and uh, just ride. Um, well, that, and, I, and I think that's appealing more and more. Well, that's where um, after when I first started doing some cycling, I was doing these these sportifs. So you pay your money 
sometimes hundreds of pounds to go to to when well, I went down to, to France to do an an etap. And it's and it was great, you know, fantastic. You're cycling Tour de France stages and stuff, it's brilliant. Um but in the UK, you know, you're spending hundreds hundred quid on a on a on a sportif, which is a bit ridiculous price wise. But you you start and stop at a given point. Okay, there's food on the way, and you've got a number, and you get a time, etc. And it's a challenge, and that's great. But I remember when we came off um, the three, the two of us came off one two for that third, that third for the last time, having cycled up three times. Um, and you said to me, "What you know? What's, what's your next cycle challenge?" I said, oh, "I just want to go for a bike ride. I don't want to. I don't want to worry about you know starting here and finishing there. I want to." I just want to go. Let's go over there. Let's go, it was there. probably the wrong moment to ask you that, though. Really, wasn't it? Yeah, I was a bit hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit tired, a bit emotional. But no, but it's, but but that has stuck with me, and and now it's a case of saying, well, let's do you know multiple days, uh, and that's what we did. You know, we went out with with the, with some guys to Girona and did some just cycling around um, uh, the the sort of southern Pyrenees, and it was just it was lovely. It was just just. Well, this is the route today. That's fine, and we'll stop for lunch over there. And you know, there was no, that, no pressure. Is that getting old? Possibly, maybe. I did try when you shot up that um, that mountain, and I was I I did get a bit sort of right. I catch. I'm going to crash the bugger. <laughs> I didn't, but <laughs> so it was a bit of a challenge in there. Yeah, I, I, I was I was still I was still competitive. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think it's, um, it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to talk in to, 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 to a bunch of different people and find out, you know, what exercise means for them now at, you know, mm. mid, mid life as it were, because as I say, when I reflected on it, it's certainly changed. I can think of three pockets for me. Okay. Sounds like same for you. It's, it's changed and, you know, and, and now you're entering this phase where it's all about the health and I guess, I guess we'll we'll also find out from people like Andrew Scott whether or not this stuff is going to, you know, help us when we get to eighty or ninety. Well, that, is it going to help us live longer? Well, that's that's um, that's the thing. I mean, digging into his book now, the the hundred year life. Um, it's uh, it, it's it's fascinating stuff that people are living longer. The the rate at which we, our lives are, are that we are living longer is is growing by like two to three years a decade. And um, uh, and that that's showing no signs of, of of leveling off. So children who are born at the moment can live possibly you know, possibly living to they've got a fifty percent chance of living to one hundred and seven. And that's wow. that's that's you know that's incredible. That's incredible. I mean, um, for us, it's it's we're we're up into our eighties. Um, but doesn't necessarily but exercise doesn't necessarily mean that you will live longer. It just means you might just live a better life for longer, a healthier life for longer. So the last eight years of your life isn't isn't spent taking pills and and um, undergoing surgery or being hospitalised. Mind you, with your knees, that might be a. Don't <laughs> you making sound at the moment? <laughs> They're not grumbling, <laughs> which is which is uh, yeah something to look forward to. <laughs> um, well, something, talking about something to look forward to. On that note, um, we'll um, we'll call it a day and actually look forward to speaking to a GB. Uh, triathlete yeah. uh, in the next in the next episode looking forward to it stuff. yeah good excellent thanks everyone see you mate. Dave bye